my nightmare. Every town has an Elm Street. Let's get home. Come to Freddy. Special work to do here, you and me. You've got the body. I've got the brain. This is God. Told ya, comic books was bad for ya. Danny, better not dream and drive. Nice hearing from ya, Carlos Stark. I don't believe this fairy tale. What's wrong, Joe? Welcome back to the Skewered Universe podcast. My name is Jeff. And I'm Leanne. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I'm not putting on a voice or anything, but, you know. Tell the people that. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not putting... I'm definitely not putting on a voice here. This is not Weekend Radio. Welcome to 93.2 KKYFM. Looming you up with the greatest tunes of the 80s and 90s. Now spread your cheeks wide open and get ready for insertion of some Nirvana. Rape me. Rape me. <laughs> Rape me, my friend. But it's like twangy country. <laughs> Oh, that's a hell of a way to start the show. God, I love it. Yeah, you're I welcome. Just letting you know, you're getting a different version of me than you did last time, because last time, well, actually, that might not be true, because last time, I was listening to it, and I'm like, holy shit, I am manic as fuck. <laughs> Entertaining, but manic. And I thought, well, it's because I didn't sleep the night before. And, um... I didn't sleep last night, so I'm on two cups of coffee. Yeah, two cups of coffee. She's wired, man. So, who knows? Who knows what we're going to get? It's always a gamble with me. <laughs> Leanne's like a box of chocolates. Some are full of nuts. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's better than saying some have bitter centers, because you're not... I disagree. I I disagree. No, I have a very bitter center. This is a roundabout way of saying we're going to continue on with our Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective series. Indeed. And we're going to be watching Wes Craven's new Nightmare. But first, Leanne, you got anything you want to talk about? Probably, but it's not there in my mind. So (laughs) it's in my filing cabinet, you know, in... It's it's there, but it's not accessed yet. Yeah. Your your brain is going through the indexing right now. I yeah. gotcha. I've been playing Sheltered again for the millionth time. <laughs> so. Didn't they up the difficulty on that, apparently? No. Oh. Turns out I just was getting a raw deal. Ah, okay. Okay, so. I think I figured out what I was doing wrong. Gotcha. My okay. people kept disappearing, and I'm like, what the fuck? Normally, it'll happen once or twice. I lose one or two people. Mm-hmm. And it's because my people get put in a cage. I gotta go find the cage and kill the dude that's keeping them hostage. Well, I did that, and then their people kept disappearing, and I realized there was another dude in a cage. So I went and killed that guy, and then my people kept disappearing. I lost two more people. And I thought, what, what the fuck? is happening i've played this game a million times 
what's different about this time? Yeah. And I realized when a prompt comes up as you're exploring the mm. world, it'll say, you know, hey, I've come across a house. Would you like us to check it out? And I say yes. And then they say, hey, we wrecked the house. Do you want to look at the items inside? And I say yes. Sometimes it'll throw me off. And it'll say, hey, I noticed something off in the distance. It's out of the way, but do you want me to go check it out? No. Click no. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, that makes more sense now. Because I noticed once I started paying attention and clicking no to that, I have not lost more people. So you were losing them to the wasteland just because you were that's exactly sending them what, out. That's exactly what it said. In, in There's a little uh, clipboard in your shelter. Mm-hmm. To show your people, and it'll show the people, and at the bottom, in red text, it says, Lost to the Wasteland. I didn't even realize that was a thing in the game. I was just... (laughs) Yeah. I've never played Sheltered Extended twice. Yeah. Damn. Well, at least you figured it out. Oh, and... So, you know how I was talking about the Netflix game, Cats and Soup? Mm -hmm. You can dress up these little cats, and they make soup for you, and it's like coin farming. Well, you can dress them up in little outfits, okay? Okay. There are a couple of outfits. One is wings. <laughs> and the other one is a rocket pack. And instead of running back and forth to the different sections, mm-hmm. they fly. <laughs> oh my gosh, how they adorable fly. is that? <laughs> how so freaking adorable is that? Too adorable. <laughs> I have to tell you, ever since you mentioned that game to me, and then you talked about it on the podcast, my Instagram, every once in a while, will have an ad for Cats and Soup. I'm like, <laughs> I don't particularly want to play the game, but thank you for showing me cute animated cats chopping broccoli. Yeah. Chopping broccoli. Hey, chopping broccoli, chopping broccoli. <laughs> Make them coins, Kit Kat. I don't know. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> well, for I one, know. I know. I mean, thank you. Me, for one. Yeah. You know, and then the other is just natural, I think. I think it's just, you know, we're we're a product of a certain time. I think we were raised maybe under power lines or our parents ate paint chips and it passed on to us. I really don't know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There's There was something passed on to us that causes us to be this way. Sure. Yeah, blame it. I blame it on the parents. Yeah, yeah. Although your dad's a really nice guy, and I hate to blame him for anything. <laughs> I'm sure he would disagree. That's possible. Maybe, you know, the fumes from his farts. He's a very proud farter. Proud farter, keep on farting. Farting, farting, farting in the front room. So what have you been watching or listening to? Apparently I've just been smoking a lot of drugs. I don't know. Crack. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, what I've been doing is just trying to get caught up on listening to podcasts. Yeah, I'll, I'll often hear uh, Paul's voice. Yeah. It's very trying, soothing. Trying to get caught up. So I'm on the back catalog. It was Talk Without Rhythm, so I got to a certain point there. Then I went through Invasion, and I got to a certain point there. And now I'm going through the Midnight Drive. <laughs> so eventually I'll get to the others. Didn't you say the other night you were falling asleep to podcasts, and essentially you fell asleep to Paul's voice? That's true. That's true. So, Paul, if you're listening, 
I fell asleep to your sultry sounds the other night. Very soothing, calming, relaxing. Well, I mean, I fell asleep. I was out, man. <laughs> Did you have dreams of him? I always have dreams of him. <laughs> I can't discuss them here, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Save it for the Playboy forums. Let's just say, you you know that uh, that gif of Seth Rogen where he's, like, got the wind blowing on his face and all that? It's It's kind of like that. Yeah. But it's yeah. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> He's never gonna talk to me again. Come on the podcast or have me on invasion ever again. I have burned that bridge effectively. No, Paul's a good guy. He'll understand. So, is there anything else you want me to just take the reins and talk about something that I've been other than the podcast? That's what I that I asked you. I know, but I was just wondering if there's anything else you had before I talk about. I watched and also watching some movies. I gotta pull up my letterbox because I don't remember exactly all that I've watched because I've watched quite a few. Yeah. What is Letterboxd exactly? Letterboxd is basically an app where you can search for movies, you can log them, review them, rate them. Also, it keeps a log of every movie you enter. So as I watch something I haven't seen before, I'll throw it in there so that I can go back and go, well, what did I watch this year? What did we... If I'm one, if I'm struggling to find out, oh, what did we cover back in January? I can look at this and I can see. Okay, so it's a handy reference guide that you have right now. Exactly. Okay. So since the last time we recorded, I watched. Well, of course, I watched. Uh, shit, when did we? <laughs> you watched you know the Weird Al thing. I just watched that today. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. It is the greatest biopic of all time. I am sure it is. And as I posted on Facebook, it has drama, comedy, action, gratuitous accordion. What about romance? Romance. <gasps> betrayal. Oh. A drug cartel. Like I said, gratuitous accordion. I have to mention <laughs> it again. Okay. And totally original music that was written by Al Yankovic that was not a parody of anyone else's song ever. I, I hear he he doesn't even do parodies. It was all original music. Seriously. He did some parodies, but then he went with all original music. I'm surprised he hasn't sued. Did you know his father grew up in an Amish paradise and wrote a song about it that he eventually made into that song? Mm. Michael Jackson did a parody of Eat It called mm. Beat It. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing how influential this man was over music. And also, did you know that he was gunned down at the Shrine Auditorium in 1985? That is, that is <laughs> fascinating. Look, this is a completely nonsensical biopic, but if you love Weird Al, go watch it. It's on the Roku channel. I highly recommend you check it out. It's like an hour and a half. It's great. So yeah, I've watched a few things. I think since the last time we recorded, <laughs> I've watched Tammy and the T-Rex. Don't watch it. Oh, I think I talked about that. I did see something called Don't Panic. It's a, Mex I believe, Mexican or Spanish language horror film. We'll say that. It's weird. Like, just weird. I can't say whether I really liked it or not, because it's just weird and the main character is like a high schooler, but he's wearing like a four-year-old's dinosaur pajamas. I, I don't know how to explain it. Weird. It's it's stuff that I've seen from The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. Mm. So, stuff I would never seek out on my own, but I'm like, well, 
I'm watching Joe Bob. Why not? A movie that I think you and I should do for the show called Tigers Are Not Afraid. Very uh, Del Toro vibes coming off that film. Oh, that's the one where you said I would appreciate the emotional aspect of it. Yes. Yeah, I I love me some sad shit. I am purposefully not telling you anything about it because I want you to see it and I want to get your reaction on the show. I like to go in blind. I like to literally know nothing about it. Yeah, and that's what I'm trying to do. Don't, Don't look up a trailer. I won't. Don't do nothing like that. Okay. I watched Elvira's Haunted Hills from 2000 again, Joe Bob. Gator Bait. Because of Joe Bob. 70s exploitation film. That was the one you walked in on and the girl's boobs were hanging out of her shirt. And you're like, oh, what are you watching? I'm like, it's 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 a movie. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, okay. Should have been Batergate. <laughs> Batergate sounds like some politician's masturbation scandal. We're here live at the courthouse covering Batergate. I almost said gator bait, and that's... Moving on. The, rit- <laughs> the Ritual, which we covered on Tales from the Podcast last week with uh, our buddy Evil Corny, so go listen to that. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mordred, which was the Full Moon Features Doctor Strange movie. They mm-hmm. were going to do an actual Doctor Strange movie, then the rights were taken away, so they said we'll just do it anyway and change the name. I saw that courtesy of Mystery Science Theater. Then I watched Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge, because it was something on Shudder through Joe Bob. It's... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Great. I don't know. Fascinating. And then the last thing, because I already mentioned Weird Al. I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Don't ruin it for me. It's fucking fantastic. At first, when I saw what I, I had a glance of the screen of what you were watching, and I thought you were watching Guardians 3, and which don't ask me how that would have happened. However, I, I was for a split second mad that you were watching it without me. <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way I would watch Guardians 3 without you. Thank you. There's no way. No. I think where, where I paused it was a guy who looked like Broccoli. I don't know, but it it did look like sci-fi type of fun stuff. Yeah, this one very heavy in that. I think you'll appreciate it. Yeah. Plus, who doesn't like Paul Rudd? Well, uh... What? Did did something happen where I... No, but he was in the show. Oh, that show. Okay. Who doesn't like Paul Rudd when he's not playing someone you hate and despise? Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I have to quantify Paul Rudd now. I know, because we always thought he would be 100% always likable, and in that show, he is not likable. I know. For a second, you had me scared. I'm like, what news broke today that he was canceled or something? I would have told you immediately. <laughs> Man, that... Like, there's very few good people left. There's so many we've discovered that are like, oh, you're a real piece of shit. So there's there's a few that I'm like, please don't ever. Yeah, one of my please favorites don't. is uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Which yeah. we're not going to get into, but... Mm. No. Mm. No. Mm. I do have one quick little ranty thing. Go for it. Um, fuck non-caring medical supply companies. <laughs> All right, if we're going there, let's go there. So, as you know, we told you guys I had a medical issue last year, right? I have supplies that I need in order to help with my recovery. Mm-hmm. 
the I will not name them, but uh, if you want to search B Y R A M Healthcare, you can go find them yourself. I didn't name them; I just spelled out their name. Uh, they're essentially a big fat fucking piece of shit company because they will not send the supplies I need. Well, they they send supplies, but they miss some of the things that are necessary for you, and then add things that have no relevance to your needs whatsoever. Yeah, let me let me correct what I said. They will send what I need in limited supply. And then, like Leanne mentioned, throw in things that I don't need. I don't know how, why, what, who, when, where the fuck is happening over there. Well, why can't you just call customer service? Oh, the customer service line that never gets answered when mm. I call. And the very helpful chat. And then the chat that tells me there's another department you have to contact for your specific type of care, which doesn't make sense because you're a medical supply company, meaning you supply medical stuff for anyone. But okay, that number also never gets answered. I went ahead and looked online and their negative reviews were shocking to me. Yeah. Yeah, when I went on. So... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end it here because if I keep going, I'm just going to get angrier and angrier. So I'm going to end it there. Yeah, this medical supply company sucks. And that's one of the reasons why we didn't get this episode out sooner because I was dealing with a bunch of stuff regarding that. So it's a little later, but we're here now, guys. We're not angry. We're just venting. Well, I mean, speak I mean, for yourself. I'm angry I mean, all the time. True. What? That is true. What? You're angry. That was a trap and you fell into it. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Well, guys, this is my last show. Leanne will be taking over now as the only host as I am going to be murdered. JK, JK. (laughs) I know, JK, JK. She's not going to murder me. I'll make it look like an accident. It's funny that we're laughing because it might happen and someone's going to go through the archive and why be does, like... Why does my tea smell funny? Oh, wait. Succinylcholine. <laughs> Where our listeners are going to be like, whoa, that's really specific. <laughs> the reason I say that is because I watch a lot of forensic files and things like that. And for some reason, there was one episode where they must have said succinylcholine. 150 times. In a span of only a few minutes, mind you. <laughs> like, they had to keep hitting the point home that the drug they found was succinylcholine. The suspect acquired the succinylcholine. It's like, we get what they acquired. Stop telling us the name. It's like, I don't know if the company that makes succinylcholine was like, hey, you guys are doing a story and an episode based on someone using this. We need you to hit the name a lot. We could drive a lot of units of this if you really <laughs> push that name out there. Like I don't even know what the fuck it's used for, but I know succinylcholine. Yeah. And I know in certain ways it can be deadly. Who knew? Forensic files told me. A strange desire to have some, but I don't know. You're like, I wonder what it tastes like. <laughs> I just want to look at it. Anyway. Anyway. I will not kill my husband. <laughs> no, it's... I legally have to say that. It's all a joke, people. We love each other. We're fine. Everything's good. My lawyer has advised me. <laughs> Please help me. If you No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
If you're hearing this, it's under the music. It's under the podcast. Help. <laughs> this is going to be real bad. This is going to come out. People are going to be leaving reviews like, I think he's in trouble. I'm not in trouble. I'm not. We just have a fucked up sense of humor, yeah. as you can tell, by our podcast. I mean, what is Leanne's sign off every week? So good. Exactly. Aside from telling you that she loves you. It's suck a dick. I know, isn't that weird? But it's fine. It's whatever. She lovingly tells you to suck a dick. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. You mean it from the bottom of your heart. From my cold, dark, black heart. I, I love was, you. I almost thought you were going to say from your colon. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> from there, too. <laughs> I expel love. You do. You know how uh, unicorns shit rainbows? I shit love. And it's all for you. I Hot, steamy love. Yeah. What are we watching tonight, Jeff? <laughs> well, before before we get to that, I just want to say this episode's coming out after, but if you guys want to go back, go check out the most recent episode of Tales from the Podcast. JB and I covered an episode of Tales from the Crypt from Season 7 called Confession. Go check that out. But now on to Skewered Universe. That's where we're at. That's what we're doing. This is the A-N-O-E-S retrospective. We're cruising right along. We're nearing the end. We're taking a trip back to 1994 with Wes Craven's new nightmare. Mark it. Common Mark. I'm doing a film about my nightmares as I'm dreaming them. In order for the movie to continue, it, it was dependent on me having more nightmares. Well, fortunately, I did. I'm a little frightened by what Wes may have tapped into. I frankly felt that it was over when we did the last, the final nightmare. <laughs> In a town where movies go over schedule and directors go over budget, something far more evil is out of control. suffered its own terror today as two of Hollywood's best-known special effects technicians were found dead. Part of the theme of the movie is becoming like part of the making of the movie. Can you come with me in my dreams? I think that only happens in the movies. What happens when the story dies, the evil is set free. Now that the films have ended, the genie's out of the bottle. That's what the nightmares are telling me, and that's what I'm writing. This is still a script we're talking about, right, Wes? He's decided to cross over out of films into our reality. The only way to stop him is to make another movie. Oh, my God. The bad man's getting awful close. You're going to have to make a choice. What kind of choice? Whether or not you're willing to play Nancy one last time. No! Mommy! Cut the effects! Isn't there somebody who can stop him? That person's you. Why me? It was you that gave Nancy her strength. Nancy.
directed by Wes Craven. And I'm going to do this before we get into it. Starring Heather Langenkamp as herself. Wes Craven as himself. Nico Hughes as Dylan. We have cameos by Bob Shea, Sarah Risher, who were both working at New Line at the time. Bob Shea was the head of New Line. Sarah Risher was one of the producers behind the Nightmare series. John Saxon as himself. And, of course, Robert Englund playing himself. And Freddy Eliana, have you ever seen this one, or do you remember it at all? I have seen it. I don't remember it. Okay, good, because we're doing Interstellar Interstitials once again, ladies and gentlemen. Pew, 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 Interstellar Interstitials. I love that she sings it. It's so <laughs> awesome. So are you ready to do this? I'm down. I'm ready. Ready. You down to clown with the razor glove man from downtown? Spring wood in the house? I don't know what just happened. Yeah, we'll we'll be back in a second, guys. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. So we're 15 minutes in. My aunt's already had some things to say. Well, it's not that I've got things to say. I just, I remember why I didn't remember this movie, and it's because I didn't care for it. Okay. And I'm just, her character is driving me up the fucking, I want to just, I just, she, she's rubbing me the wrong way. I don't, I don't like it. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yelling at her kid that. for playing with his oatmeal. He's a kid. It's oatmeal. It's fine. Yeah, I I can see what you're saying. She's like, do we have to watch this? And he's like, wait, you turned it on. And he's like, I guess I'll turn it off for you. She can't turn off the TV herself. Well, the thing is, the TV was turned on by some other force. It's already starting. That's why her nerves are shot. She's rattled. She's short with everybody. Yeah, and they have pills for that. (laughs) As you just said before we came back. She's like, my nerves are a little raw. Yeah, take a pill. Like the rest of us, okay? (laughs) 1994, the pills weren't all that great quite yet. Uh, I... I mean, I'm not saying I took them, but I I think they were a big thing back then. Well, yeah, a big thing. I'm just saying they probably weren't as effective as they are today. Who knows? What's regulated? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> really digging the limo or the uh yeah the her driver. I'm really loving that guy oh, chewing gum, staring at her in the mirror, talking to her like assuming that she wants to talk, and he's like, "Oh, I'm a big fan of yours. You're that one chick from that one movie." And she's like, "What the fuck, dude? Shut up." The one movie with that guy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and him and his fucking skullet. Yeah. Nothing up top, but it's all hanging out in the back. Yeah. Fucking. 
Yeah, that guy's always bugged me for the first time I saw this movie up until now. I've never, I'm like, you're just a creepy fucking limo driver. Don't talk to anybody. Yeah, it's funny because when she was first, when it opens, she's like having a dream about the things going wrong on set. And when when the the glove goes crazy and kills people, and I saw people like convulsing on the ground, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and then she wakes up and it's, oh, it's an earthquake, which... Don't even get me started. She's, okay, at first I was like, oh, maybe she's new to California. She hasn't experienced an earthquake. That's fine. Whatever. And she goes, what's up with, what's that noise? And he's like, it's the car alarms. But then she mentions that it's happened a few times. So did they not have car alarms a couple of days prior when the other earthquakes happened? I think what's happening is because it's so in the moment she's more concerned about Dylan. Also, they were woken up out of a dead sleep. No, in that moment, you're not going to recognize certain things. It wasn't in the moment. They 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 got worked up. They ran to the kid. The kid was in bed. It was over, and they're like, "Okay, coming down off of that freak out, right?" She hears the car alarms and what's that noise? It's car alarms. She may also may not have been recognizing the the sound right away. I love it that happens. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. I've had that happen. I'm like, what is that? And then I had to listen a second time. I'm like, oh, it's this. It's not that uncommon. Okay. I'm a piece I'm of not, shit. I'm not, I'm I, no, should be, I'm, I should be shot in the face. I'm not trying to argue with you. I'm just trying to say there could be a reason why. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I'm having you fun. You don't like she it. She is my favorite character. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm in for a ride. I I picked a good one here, guys. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. I'd rather know how you feel now and where you're going to be at the end, as opposed to you trying to fake it and go, oh, yeah, I'm having fun. Just let it all out. One of the one of the guys from her dream, I was like, hey, he kind of like from a profile, he reminds me of the new Freddy. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm going to look. I'm going to look him up to see if he really, like, okay, he doesn't look like him. But <laughs> he reminds me of him, like, it just, it, it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I was looking online, and for some reason, something popped up that was like, Kevin Bacon responds. And I'm like, what? Apparently, apparently, Robert Englund said something to TMZ, which I haven't watched, that suggested he thinks Kevin Bacon would be a good Freddy. And Kevin Bacon in return responded, hey, you never know. You know what? That's not the first time I've heard Kevin Bacon's name thrown out there. And actually, I wouldn't mind that. I know, right? And if it's coming from England, I'm a little more like, yeah, okay. Legit. Okay. Yeah. So basically where we're at now, we've seen... Heather's Nightmare, like you said, she's working on set with her husband Chase on a new movie, presumably a Freddy movie because Wes is there, they're working on a new glove, blah blah blah. She's awoken out of the nightmare where people are getting killed by this new glove from an earthquake. This movie was filmed right around the time that big Northridge earthquake happened and all the aftershocks, so all the damage we see, the news footage, that's all real footage from the Northridge earthquake. California does have some earthquakes. Yeah, 
And when we when we want to do it big, boy, do we do it big. Yeah. That was that one. Uh, yeah, that scared the shit out of me. I didn't. What year like was that? That, that was ninety three or ninety four. This movie was ninety four, so it might have been ninety three. Okay. Yeah, ninety three, ninety four. It was right in there. It was a big one. Mm-hmm. Devastating. So Heather's been getting calls. She's paranoid. This stalker type guy. You know, her son seems disconnected from everything. Like, something's wrong with her kid, Dylan. Her husband's going off onto a special effects job. She's going to an interview right now. So that's where we're at right now. She's heading to this interview. Basically, the premise of this movie boils down to Heather Langenkamp's son is having issues. She's got a stalker. Ultimately, Wes Craven tells her, we're doing another movie, but are you ready to play Nancy one last time? And tells her of this evil that is like the Freddy form is crossing over and she has to do battle in order to basically put this entity back to rest. So we don't even have to watch it. We already know what's going to happen. No, we're still going to watch it because I want to get your a new I want to get your reactions now. Okay. Based on what you've already said. I wanted to give a quick synopsis for anyone who didn't know what this movie is. Well, we paused it so that we could record and I'm looking at this guy. Look at this guy. <laughs> the security guard. <laughs> he's leaning up with his arm up on the uh the railing. He's got his his security guard outfit. He's got his sunglasses. <laughs> Obviously a mustachioed man. Right. Looking at this chick walking by like he's trying to chatter up, like, hey, I can get you in anywhere on this lot that you'd like, lady. You like scary movies? Do you want to get in the back door to some sound stage? I want to get into your back door. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Nobody let this man into your back door. Nobody. Well, if he wants to do any fisting, just get a get Freddy's glove. All right, we're going to get back to the movie <laughs> on that note. We will talk to you guys in just a moment. Show starts in four minutes. To visit our snack bar and treat yourself to some delicious Castleberry's pit-cooked barbecue sandwiches. Cook the Castleberry way slowly over open pits of glowing charcoal, then seasoned with a sauce that's zesty, yet delightfully mild to please the entire family. Also at the snack bar, you'll find popcorn and soft drinks and candy and french fries to go with your Castleberry's barbecue sandwiches. There's plenty of time before the movie starts, so visit our snack bar right now for Castleberry's pit-cooked barbecue sandwiches. Still plenty of time to come and be served at the refreshment center before showtime. Just like that, we're cruising right along. We're another 15 minutes in. We're getting some more stuff happening. What are... Not to synopsize, but what are your what are your thoughts so far? Like, what's going on in your head as we're watching? I think the reason I don't care for this one is because it's an adult version. Okay. And I think I like the teen versions better. Okay. I, I you know they're more fun. They deal with high school. They hang out with their friends. They have cool bedrooms, and she's like, "I'm an adult. I wear a power suit. I go on <laughs> interviews." I have a child. Like, yawn. Okay, I get it. I get it. You prefer it to stay in, like, the teen slasher phase, not the, let's see what would happen if we revisited this with a more mature story. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm not really appreciating the fact that so his uh, Dylan, her little kid, has a protector, his little stuffed dinosaur, right? Rex. Yeah, and it got slashed up by mysterious dream gloves, okay? And, well, number one, why is it stuffed with bread? Whatever, it's fine. But when What's-Her-Face, the babysitter, sewed him up, she did the shittiest job at sewing him. So now it's obvious he's been, like, slashed up. Yeah, Dylan's acting weird as well. It's funny because the way he was kind of leaning back and the the look on his face looked like he looked so mature. (laughs) I was like... I can, I can just imagine him pulling out a cigarette, like... Thanks for telling me my bedtime story, Mom. Yeah, I'm like, is he 30? What the <laughs> fuck? I I think it goes to, to Nico Hughes' credit that even at a young age, he was a very solid actor. Yeah, he, he really... He understood what they wanted and knew how to give it to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going back to him in Pet Cemetery. Yeah, every role he's done. Yeah. It's... Uh, speaking of roles, so the babysitter, mm-hmm. she looks like a male actor and I can't place it. I'll have to look at her again and see. It's a sh- I don't think it's a show I ever watched, but I, I can see the the male actor and every time I see her face, I see his face. Do you know what the show was? Cause I might no. Be... Ah, okay. Well... Well, we'll somehow figure it out. Or we An won't. older one. An older one. Okay. Well, we might figure it out. We might not. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? So basically where we're at now, because Dylan's acting weird, having nightmares. You know, Heather has gone the new line to talk about a new project Wes is working on and wants her to be the star. And her husband didn't mention that he was working on a new yeah, glove. Yeah, we get that bombshell. He was in secretly working on a new glove prototype. Wes has been having nightmares. All this kind of stuff going on. She calls Chase, tells her something's wrong with Dylan. He goes, okay, I'm coming home. He's originally supposed to be back in two days. He's coming back now. And he's driving home now, but he's tired. <laughs> he's sleepy. I'm shocked. That never bodes well for anyone in any movie in the Nightmare franchise. Yeah. Coffee. No dose. He doesn't, he doesn't know any better, though. Yeah. You would think, as a special effects guy, he would know. So, you know what? I'm working on a Nightmare film. I need something to keep my ass awake. Yeah. You know? And you're in L.A., you're, you know, somewhere not too far. You could probably score a little meth, keep you up for six days, you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not condoning the use of meth. Caffeine, fine. Yeah. So that's where we're at. I, I still enjoy this one, but I I can see your point clearly. Yeah, yeah, because the, the previous ones that I've liked, I liked them for kind of specific reasons, and this is, like, not even close. Right. There, there's no dreamy factor there's no i don't know it's just she's a mom she wears a power suit it's a more mature story a more meta story more drama yeah like adult drama and you could definitely see in that interview scene where they had robert england show up as freddie in the makeup yeah how much west didn't like the commercialization and marketing 
of the Freddy Krueger character. You oh, could tell. was he making fun tell. of it? Yeah, that was basically making fun of how New Line marketed the hell out of Freddy to everything they could. Like, it's that funny was because like, eh. you could see people in the stands, right? Mm-hmm. The, the the audience or whatever. And like some of them are kids. A lot of them are all dressed up. And I, I was noticing a lot of people were only like, you could tell they were faking being excited. And this one mm-hmm. kid had his arms up like like he was supposed to, but he wasn't really enthused at all. Yeah, <laughs> I found that pretty amusing. It's funny. I just like the fact that this audience is like cheering and holding up signs. Freddie lives. We love you, Freddie. Little kids dressed in sweaters and masks. He's high fiving kids. <laughs> We're forgetting that Freddie was a child murderer. Yeah, and he's supposed to be scary. The pop appeal. That's that whole mask party thing. That that was that was Wes's way of going. You've made him not scary. So remember this when I unleash something later in the film. Yeah. They remember did. what you castrated. They did make him likable. Yeah. But we're we're going to get to the, the other version of Freddy coming up. So yeah. It'll be fun to see. Yeah. You ready to dive back in? Dive under the covers and go to where, down to where the man with the razors are that Rex would protect us from? We don't have our own protectors. We don't, so we're going to have to fight them ourselves. Let's get to it. Let's do it. Chili Dilly, a delicious pickle treat that's spiced just right for every bite. Economical, too. There's no waste. You eat every bit of the juicy goodness of Chili Dilly. How about trying one right now? Chili Dilly, on sale at our concession stand. You'll love them. Cruising right along, another 15 minutes down. 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw Heather's husband Chase get murdered. Yeah. Good crotch shot. <laughs> I love seeing the outline of testicles. It's one of my favorite things in the whole world. I mean, it's it's in your bio. <laughs> it's part of your bio. Yeah, it basically is. Love testicular outlines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a decent crotch, I'm not going to lie. It was decent. It wasn't too <laughs> offensive. Was it too offensive? It was just enough crotch for you? I feel like that's I feel like that's a trap, and I, <laughs> I declined to answer. Not, not a trap, but I get it. So, like I said, we saw Chase get murdered. We see Heather go identify the body. She said, we'll just walk into the morgue. No escort, nothing. Just walk right in. And she sees everything. She demands to see further down than just the head. And the... What do you call it? Morgue attendant? Sure. Stiff inspector? Stiff inspector. That's gross. <laughs> Tells her that the head should be just fine for the funeral. And like, I, lo- I love that, like, there were bodies in the hallway just yeah. hanging out. There's bodies that are like, eh, we don't have enough room in here while we're sawing off heads. Let's just leave them <laughs> in the hallway. Yeah. That's not going to be traumatizing for anybody. Yeah. So she identifies that. We see the funeral where we get a few guest star cameos from other Nightmare films. J.C. Garcia, who was Rod in Part 1. Mm-hmm. Tuesday Night, who took over the role of Tina in Nightmare Part 4. Mm-hmm. And there's another earthquake... Heather sees Freddy pulling Dylan down into the depths of the nightmare world. 
It's a whole hallucination thing because there's more earthquakes happening. Things are starting to amp up. Dylan's having more nightmares. You know, now she's at the park talking to John Saxon. Like, am I crazy? Am I losing my mind? Is Dylan going crazy? He's like, take him to a doctor. It'll be fine. You're going through a lot of shit. That's kind of where we're at now. Interesting note about that funeral scene. Do you know what Nightmare Star said he would have returned for that scene had he just been asked? Johnny Depp. Yeah. Really? You knew that? No. Oh. Good guess, though. <laughs> yeah, the story was Wes didn't want to ask him because he knew how big his star had taken off. He's like, oh, he's probably not going to do it. Years later, Johnny heard the story and was like, I totally would have come back. Mm-hmm. That was my start. I love Wes. I would have totally done anything for Wes. I'm like, Aww. like, okay, despite everything, I'm like, I, I give him respect for that. He's like, I would come back to my roots. Or somebody that we mentioned earlier, like Kevin Bacon, for the longest time. <laughs> I guess. Didn't want anything to do with the original Friday the 13th. Yeah. Yeah, but we've we've forgiven Kevin Bacon. He's done some credible horror work. He's He's done some good genre work, so... Like, okay, you know what? You've come back around. I liked him. I liked him in that one movie where he saw the dead chick. Oh, uh, shit. Why is uh, it's escaping me right now? Stir of Echoes. Yes, that was yeah. such a good movie. In my head, I was like, "Paint it black." I'm like, "No, that's the song that's in the movie." What the hell? <laughs> it's a really good movie. Yeah, I I don't have it anymore because I don't have the DVD. But I bought that sight unseen just because I like the DVD cover. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, this is a good fucking movie. Anyway, yeah, that's where we sit now. What are what are some of your thoughts going on as we're Well I a little insight into my personality and the demons I have in my head. <clears throat> um so I I tend to, my brain loves to fantasize about my loved ones dying. And so when she's dealing with being told that he's dead by the cops and having (laughs) to go to the morgue and view his body and having to deal with his funeral and that it, 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 it makes me super uncomfortable. (laughs) I, I can understand that. Um, I didn't mean to like. No, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, you're good. It's just that's how I felt, and I was, I was very uncomfortable. Well, I guess uh, peel back the curtain a little bit. It does kind of hit closer to home, considering almost a year ago I was very close to not being here to do the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, it's it's a little more impactful. So I understand your feelings. Yeah, yeah, but it hit a little home. You know that part hit a little home. And then, you know, my my brain telling me that my loved ones are going to die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and the, the fact that she she essentially, like, falls into the hole of the grave mm-hmm. and is, like, almost being smothered by his corpse. And he's still alive saying, stay with me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, no. No, no, no. It's really just like, oh, oh, it's, 
It's really kind of fucked up. It really is. It's then when you go, okay, this is why Craven was a master of horror. This is yeah. why he really knew how to get under people's skin. Yeah, yeah, it gets under yeah. my skin. So interesting note to kind of turn things around, maybe lift the spirits a little bit. You've seen the park where Dylan's playing right now that's on screen, right? Sure. There's like a rocket ship jungle gym thing. Sure. When production wrapped... Nico Hughes' parents got that jungle gym, that rocket ship, and it was in his backyard for years as he grew up. Aww. It was something they kept for him from the movie. Wait, his goes, his parents? Oh, wait, yeah, because it was a different kid before that lost his dad? Yeah, that was the that was the kid in Nightmare 5. Yeah, yeah, okay. The last one we yeah. did together. I was going to yeah. say, uh, <laughs> <did he> come <laughs> I, I, I get confused sorry, very easily. So anyway. That's where we're at now, after a little uh, realism here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ready to keep the train going? Going around the bend? Go sure. on down to Folsom Prison and continue watching Nightmare <laughs> movies? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. It's warm in here and I'm losing my mind. It is warm. Yeah, yeah. but it's okay. Yeah. So, we'll move right along. We'll yeah. talk to you guys in a minute. It's intermission, it's intermission. It's intermission, it's intermission. Ice cream, candy, lemonade, do. And there's a hot dog waiting for you. The popcorn's popping and it's ready to go. You know all the great food is feeling the show. Get up off your seat and get yourself a tasty treat down at the snack bar. Snack bar. Pardon me, boy. Yeah, Will you take me to the snack bar? Fifteen more minutes down. We'll just keep moving right along here. Yeah, and it turns out Robert England is an artist. Yeah. Yeah. A very interesting scene with a telephone call with Heather and Robert. Yeah. Yeah, just after we see Dylan climb the rocket ship jungle gym and say, God wouldn't take me. Oh, like, how heartbreaking oh. is that? Like, oh, God. Because she was explaining to him that, you know, her dad is in heaven now. <laughs> like, Yeah, mm -hmm. night before, explaining, like, dad's in heaven, you know. He goes, do you have to be dead to see God? She goes, no, I don't think so. And all of a sudden, next day, he's like, I'm going to try and climb this giant thing and get up there to see. It's like, oh, fuck. It's heartbreaking, and it kind of... Gets you a little more on their side, even more so. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, that, that conversation with Robert was very interesting. Yeah. Because you could tell right away when she says, oh, I'm having these nightmares about Freddy. He's like, oh, really? Like, his demeanor turns real quick. He's like, yeah. With that, without saying it, you can tell he's like, I've been having nightmares too, and it's really fucking troubling. Yeah. And she says, you know... 
it's it's not you it's freddy but different and he's like darker and she's like yeah yeah how'd you know he goes call it a guess (laughs) (laughs) to the reveal of what he's been painting is a very dark evil version of freddy with souls underneath him it's his teeth are all weird and yeah yeah we get a look at uh i'm assuming it's the new glove when it comes up through yeah, her bed that is the new that is the new the new glove which, which is i i like the idea of it but i don't like that it was so matte like they could have made the bones look a little bit more 3d or dingy like the muscle parts could have been a little bit more wet looking i don't know it was just very matte i get it a little more viscera a little more yeah something to it i understand what you're saying but then again he didn't get to finish it right so that's true we don't know what the finished product would ever look like yeah so this as far as we know is the finished product yeah and then she wakes up from that nightmare to what? What's his face in the kitchen, singing to himself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she has one nightmare of hearing, you know, a bunch of clattering silverware. After these claws, this glove has come up through her bed, and it's Dylan downstairs singing the Freddy song, and then pulls out his left hand just with taped up with steak knives. Yeah, going all Freddy on her. Yeah. Well, she gets a phone call, too. Yeah, she wakes up to him circling the kitchen saying, never sleep again, holding Rex. And she, he's got, you know, the letters on the floor. Yeah, because she's been receiving, not only has this stalker been calling her, but been sending things in the mail of these, like, burned pages from something. With, a, they... with each page has a letter burned into it, and he has the papers sprawled out, and it says, answer the phone. Yeah. Which, at a creepy note, she answers the phone, and it's just a laugh, and then a Freddy voice goes, I touched him. And then Dylan has a seizure. And it's really creepy the way he says, I touched him. Yeah, and I like that the tongue through the phone thing happened, because that is now, like, a staple. Yeah. And then what's always gross is, Dylan has a seizure, he starts foaming at the mouth, he's convulsing. Then they cut back to the phone, and you see foam coming out of the the phone and i always imagined that that was just saliva and spit coming through i'm like that's so gross imagine <laughs> imagine holding that phone and they're just like that's always gross me out yeah always always so now dylan's in the hospital cheeking, gonna... he's cheeking his sleeping pills yeah like a pro like a pro he's like semi-catatonic at this point yeah he's been through a lot so He's there, the doctors are going to run some tests, find out what's wrong with him. And the doctor, I feel this was another one of Wes's little jabs at society, going, well, I feel these horror movies can push an unstable child over the edge. And Heather goes, unstable? He's not unstable, he's just a little upset. Which is true, he's been going through some shit. But I think that was Wes's jab at, like, society going, horror movies make you bad it's like no no they don't sorry sorry they don't yeah but (laughs) i like the little jabs like you made freddy a bitch (laughs) horror movies don't make you violent (laughs) (laughs) 
the so you're still not liking the movie as much as as you would, but you're finding little things here and there that you appreciate. It seems. Uh, really, yeah. Basically, I liked. I mean, even though I I sounded sad when I talked about like the death of her husband, mm-hmm. I, like it's something I like, which is I know it's twisted and fucked up, but I like it. Impactful emotional moment. Yes, and um. I liked when he was reaching for God. That was really cool. Um, and I liked that he cheeked his sleeping pills. Other than that, I'm I'm relatively bored. <laughs> I, can, I can tell. I still really like this one, but you know that's you know not to let the cat out of the bag early. But I I think I need more of a fantasy world. I get that. More of the dream world. I get that. All right. Well, what do you say we get back to it? I guess. All right, we'll finish it up. You're a trooper. You're a trooper. It's intermission time. Time for refreshment. During the next 10 minutes, you're invited to visit the refreshment stand, where you'll be greeted with fast, friendly service. You'll find hot dogs, juicy hamburgers, and mouth-watering delicious pizza. There are refreshing hot and cold beverages, ice-cold cola, and orange drink. Goes great with an order of crispy French fries. Then there's a wide selection of your favorite candies and other delicious snacks. And there's always a fresh batch of hot buttered popcorn to go with the rest of the show. So visit the refreshment stand now during this 10-minute intermission and add to your enjoyment of the movie. We're happy to have you with us tonight and hope you'll come back often. back after another 15 minutes things are moving along i think a little too slowly for you but well she's got her stripe back yeah she's got the gray streak in her hair she's becoming nancy yeah that's i mean in case you guys are wondering that's where all this all leads this entity from another world is trying to recreate the nightmare situation so heather is essentially nancy yeah we find that out from wes Wes goes into detail about his script and where the script is going and and how it's intertwining with real life and how she's going to need to deal with it, etc., etc. And it's funny because, you know, on his computer, you can see that he's still typing up a script. And it's literally word for word of what's going on in that moment, Mm -hmm. which... And he's talking about the fact that it's... It's about the storyteller. And it reminded me of a movie with Will Ferrell called Stranger Than Fiction, where he is a character written by an author. And one of the points in the movie, um, he's told to test it by not doing anything. See if the plot comes to you. And so there's a point where he's not doing anything. He's not getting up to go to the bathroom. He's not changing the channel. He's not answering the phone. And the plot does, in fact, come to him. So it kind of reminds me of that. Sure, reminds me of that. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. So we see that Wes's nightmares are dictating the script. The script is reflecting reality. Heather's kind of pissed that Wes knew these things were going to happen. He's like, I thought it was just a script. It was never anything else than that. 
Robert England has apparently just left town. He and his wife were like, we're getting the fuck out of here. And people might be frustrated with that. However, I think if it were any other way, then that would kind of mean the movie was about him. Yeah. And it is not about him. It's about her this and is, Freddy. Yeah. It's Heather's story with Freddy coming back. Mm-hmm. It's not about... Robert is a side character. He's an actor. Exactly. So if we would have gotten this whole thing about, oh, well, this happened and the message was recorded, you know, blah, blah, blah. It, whatever. We got a voicemail recording or an answer machine message with him saying, hey, we'll be out of town. Leave a message. We'll call you back, but we're going to be gone for some time. Like, works for me. Let's move on. So things are amping up. Dylan's being tested. Heather has confronted this version of Freddy. Got slashed on the arm. We're in the hospital now. Things are going crazy. The doctor thinks Heather's probably abusive at this point. It's Shit's hitting the fan. We're getting up. I know it's not moving fast enough for you, but we're we're getting through it. It's okay. You know, they're not all winners for me. Yeah. You know, it's it's a matter of opinion and preference. It's not really my preference, but I'm enjoying yeah. it anyway, and I'm engaging. Yeah, you're engaging. So you said you get back to it to watch another 15 minutes, huh? Yeah. All right. We'll be back in just a few. It's intermission time. Time to pause and refresh at the snack bar. During this short break, you can treat your taste to good food and sparkling cold beverages, including delicious Coca-Cola. If you're hot dog hungry, we have them. Sizzling, juicy hot dogs served in warm, oven-fresh buns, plus a complete menu of all your favorites. Visit the refreshment center now. Enjoy delicious food and ice-cold Coca-Cola. 15 more minutes now. This is a longer movie than I remembered. Yeah, but we figured out the name of the actor that the babysitter looks like we did ricky schroeder ricky schroeder from a little lady's show called silver spoons yeah here we are face to face a couple of silver spoons hoping to find we're two of a kind make it a go make it grow together finally figured that out and i cannot unsee it right <laughs> especially during uh julie's death yeah i i really appreciate that not only is it kind of an homage and going back to the original but it's right. putting parts of the original <laughs> it's fine we, you, you can't hear it it's fine um you know they're putting yeah. bits of it in there. Little homages, like you said, paying tribute to the first one. The cuts on the arm, referencing her burns, um, screw your pass, 
uh, what's her face getting up on the ceiling, being murdered. Yeah. The the silver streak in her hair. All all cool little nods. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I for the longest time, this is a movie I've watched over and over through the years, and just now put together the bandage on her arm from where new Freddy slashed her is the exact same arm where she was bandaged from burning herself in the boiler room to wake herself up in class. In yeah. In the original movie. Yeah. I did not put that together, so I feel like the biggest idiot right now. I knew all the other references. I'm like, yeah, you know, the streak and, you know, the kill on the ceiling and, you know, when the lines of reality get blurred. Never paid attention to the bandage before. Yeah, so... Essentially, you know, her son has been in the hospital, and she goes to see him in the hospital, and she falls asleep. She falls asleep. He's peeking through his oxygen tent, telling her, I'm almost there, I'm almost there. Like, his voice gets deep. She wakes up, he's gone, they're like, oh, we just took him downstairs for some testing. You were so exhausted, we just let you sleep. Mm-hmm. And nurses are making assumptions, saying, oh, he's severely sleep-deprived, and whispering to the doctor, I don't think she lets him get any sleep at home. Mm-hmm. Which, I get it, they have to watch out for the well-being of the child. It's just watching it from our perspective, it's like, bitch, you don't know what's going on. Yeah, but at the same time, the babysitter is also, you know, feeding into that when she tells the nurse that's trying to give him, you know, a sleep shot. No, the mom doesn't want him going to sleep. Well, yeah. okay, that's child neglect and abuse. So, yeah, we're going to get security. Yeah. But then he kind of takes off. Yeah. Well, the nurses pull a little uh, switcheroo. They do a little distraction. Yeah, which I was hoping the they would do that. Yeah. And one just smirks like, got him anyway. Mm-hmm. I didn't like that little smirk. That was not necessary. No, no. But we see Julie get dragged around like Tina, killed. Dylan screams for Rex, and he's taken off to go home. You ever play the game? Skin, Skin the cat. The cat. <laughs> Again, this is this is what it's one of my favorite kill sequences in all the Nightmare series, which goes back to I really enjoy the Tina death in the first one. Yeah. Yeah, Dylan runs across the freeway because he was told, remember, our home's right across the freeway. So he runs in the traffic to get away from Freddy. And because it's L.A., it's probably the freaking 405. It probably is. Like... If it's not the 405, it's the fucking 5. Because <laughs> the 5 runs everywhere. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, so after, you know, avoiding death another time, Heather gets hit by a car and now she's home. And reality... Which is funny because he has run, <laughs> run into traffic in a previous movie. Yeah, yeah. Dylan is also the same actor who played Gage Creed in Pet Cemetery, <laughs> Who gets hit so, by a semi. <laughs> not the first time he's uh, had an encounter with some semis on the road. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this time he escaped. And so she makes her way home and he's there and the TV dad is all, or the movie yeah. dad is there. John Saxon is there, but the lines of reality in the movie are starting to get blurred. Yeah. He she starts, says, why are you calling me Nancy? And he's like, why are you calling me John? Yeah. His clothes change to what he was wearing in the original. She's in her pajamas from the original. New Freddy is up through the bed because that's his point of entry. 
which I'm not, I don't like this new Freddy. And I think it's because, you know, I've heard you have this conversation before where some of the Freddy looks um, like there's one that looks a little bit more wet. I like the more wet looks because it looks more realistic and visceral. Whereas this new Freddy, it he's kind of matte. Yeah, yeah. I don't care for it. I I don't mind it, but that's you know we each have our own opinions. Yeah, yeah. I just always took it as my own opinion was well, this is some entity, and this is what its version of ultimate freddy would be in its mind or whatever so yeah but kind of like a uh i don't want to say supernatural but otherworldly as opposed to yeah. like realistic almost like if taking it to like a stephen king era area real quick like it how yeah. it's pers- how it would transform into different things to be your fear so it this entity is kind of like well i like being freddy and i want it to look like Okay. That's the way I took it. That's a really good way of looking at it. Yeah, that's always how I've kind of looked at it. It is it is matte. It doesn't look the same as all the others. It's a very different makeup, but they change so many times. I like it when it looks gory and sticky and gooey and icky. I get it. I get it. So I think we have one more break after this, and then we have our final thoughts. Yeah, we do. So... Let's kick these tires and light the fires, Big Daddy. Hi, folks. I'm Rico. Oh, no, Joe. He's Peppy. See? You can find us at the concession stand in the lobby. Oh, I'm with all sorts of other tasty goodies. See? Rico's Nachos, a refreshingly new and different snack discovery. Chock full of high-quality ingredients, crisp, fresh tortilla chips, covered with creamy-aged cheddar cheese, topped off with zesty jalapeno pepper rings. Rico's Nachos, out of sight. Remember, folks, we're the new star at the snack bar. Rico's Nachos, a new taste treat you can't beat. See? Rico's Nachos, on sale at the snack bar now. And like that, we're done. We actually miscalculated our own time. (laughs) We thought there was more. So yeah, we got the ultimate confrontation in Freddy Hell. Uh Uh-huh. She had to take breadcrumbs uh-huh. to find Dylan. A.K.A. Yeah. pills. And she yeah. A, a didn't piece. have to take every single one of them, but she did. That's fine. It's fine. She OD'd on sleeping pills, but it's fine. That's how she was able to meet Dylan. This is just a drug coma that we were both in. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Nothing really happened. This is just Oh, my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God. It ends with them both in a coma. Maybe then I would actually like it. Both at a coma, just the last thing you hear is a flat line. Wait, which one? <laughs> I, I can see why you were like, it's slow. It's it's t- a totally different movie. Yeah, the effects are different. Um, I, it's, you know, I appreciate it for what it is. I get what it was going for. I get that people like it. I'm not going to yuck someone's yum. I don't like it. I'm going to say it's my least favorite. And you're allowed to say that. That's fine. Yeah. I still particularly enjoy it, but, you know, to each their own. Yeah. The last fight gets kind of... Silly. Kind of silly, yeah. 
I mean, it's very she, much a fairy tale. She uh, came up from the pool or whatever, and I started singing WAP. <laughs> and then you kept it going. How did you? How did? What, how did you do it? Yeah, I said, "Freddie's coming for that wet ass Nancy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's it's a silly scene, but it calls back to when she was reading the story of Hansel and Gretel. It's basically how the how they defeat this entity as Freddy at this one. I do like how, you know, she winds up because in the beginning she's like, I don't want you to read these stories. They're scary. And then in the end she's like, you know what? We literally went to hell and back together. We fought the scariest man in the universe together. I think it's okay if I read you this story, aka script. Yeah, she's gonna read him the script for the movie that they just recent that they just finished living out. So yeah, yeah, a silly ending, but I still enjoy it for what it is. It's fine. Yeah, hey, it's not for everybody. I'll say that if you're like a diehard fan, you prefer more of the the '80s version of Freddy. This this isn't for you. Much like Leanne, you're gonna be like, eh, I don't care for it. Kind of like with Rosemary's Baby, you like it. I do not. Yeah, doesn't mean it's not a good movie doesn't mean I can't appreciate it for what it is. Exactly. Exactly. Boring as fuck, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, interesting little thing. So, <laughs> Heather Langenkamp's husband in this is a special effects guy. Mm-hmm. Actually, that is true in real life as well. Mm. Yeah, she's actually worked on some of the movies that he's done effects for as part of the crew. So she's got a ton of credits listed as part of the special effects crew on a number of movies. The stalker storyline in this reflects a real-life incident where she had a real stalker. And Wes Craven asked her, like, can we weave this into the story of the movie? And she said, yeah. So, Well, that's, that's cool that he asked. Yeah. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, just a couple little things I wanted to throw out there. Yeah. So... Being somebody who didn't really care for this movie, it's not your nightmare. Would you still recommend maybe someone who hasn't seen this one give it a watch? No. No? No. No. Okay. I'm going to say if you're a fan and you can appreciate something slightly different, maybe if you're a fan of Wes's 90s work heading towards screen, you should give it a watch. As you can see the groundwork here being laid for screen, how meta that movie is. And how this one is sort of the same thing going that direction. So yeah, it's not a it's not skewered universe approved hundred percent. Well, it's fifty fifty. Yes. Yeah, you definitely recommend it. I I don't you know, if you if yeah. you don't watch it, I think you'll be okay. Yeah. So that you got anything else, Leanne? No. Well, you know where you can find us all over social media. I mean, probably Instagram and Facebook, right? Yeah. Twitter. You can listen to us all over the place. Yeah. Well, we we got a we got an outro that'll tell you everywhere you can go do that. Yeah. We're a Podbean affiliate, so get your voice out there. Start a podcast. We got the link in the show notes. Yeah. You can check me out on Saturdays on Tales from the Podcast. I'm a co host over there with JB. Yeah. That's been a lot of fun to take that on as well. I you know, the next time you hear from us, we're gonna be talking about Freddy versus Jason. Okay. In the final installment of this series. So if you're listening to this right now, 
We have an email address. SkewerdUniversePodcast at gmail.com. It is in the notes. Everything. Send in your feedback. I want to know what your experiences are. We want to know. Let me say that better. We want to know what your experiences are with the Nightmare franchise as a whole. Did it terrify you as a child? Did you watch this way too early? Anything interesting, share it. We're going to put them together. We're going to read them on the show. We're going to play your audio clips if you send those in on the show. As long as you give us permission, we're going to use that in the show. So we want everybody to kind of just pitch in, give us your experiences. We'll put those on the Freddy vs. Jason episode, whatever we get, and it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, share your feelings. Did you prefer the first one the most? Which one is your favorite? Which is your least favorite? Which Freddy is your favorite? Yeah, what look of Freddy? What movie in the franchise? You know, anything you like. What's your favorite catchphrase? Yeah. yeah. Leave all that. You know, you can send it to us at the email address I gave you. You can send it on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You could try mailing it through snail mail, but I'm not giving you my address. So if you find it, I'm thinking you're a stalker as well. Yeah, we're going to start getting... Pages with burnt letters in them. Could be a little kid showing up, walking around our kitchen, going, never sleep again. <laughs> One more thing. We also have our website back up, skewerhead.com, where you can go over there. You can learn about us. You can listen to the podcast over there. You can get all of our links to Elva. You can go over there and hit to head to our Patreon through there. Lots of stuff. Go check that out. That's kind of our main hub. I got it back up and running recently, so I'm really proud of the work I've done on that. Yeah, me too. I'm proud of you. Thanks. That being said, you got anything else, Leanne? Uh, that I love you and um, suck a dick in your dreams? And enjoy that universe that's just a bit? Skewer. Connect with us on social media. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash skeweruniversepodcast or join the group, facebook.com slash group slash skeweruniversepodcast. Follow us on Twitter at skeweru or Instagram at skewered underscore universe underscore podcast. Find the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or podbean.com. Support the show by going to patreon.com slash skewered universe podcast to get special episodes and commentary tracks exclusive to members.